I'm James, and I have a pre-prepared statement relating to the coming episode of Drag Race Canada. I have never in my life yelled at a Drag Race format like this. When my mother yells like this, it's because she loves me. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you learn something from this? Um, my name is Kian. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know how to follow that. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Sissy That Pod. We're drawn to the end of Drag Race Canada, or Canada's Drag Race, as it's officially known. We're on episode 9, The Ball Challenge. Um, and it has disappointed you? This week overall, I think it came through in our conversation. I was a little bit like, it felt like the queens were tired. It felt like the judging panel was tired. The whole thing was a bit like, right, come on, let's get her done. Well, do you know what? You're not tired. No, you're, for the first time ever. You're I'm fresh faced. Fresh faced, not hungover. <laughs> level of professionalism here and we have another <laughs> professional on the call Aria Adams she is a fabulous German drag queen who people may know from from online or on the German version knockoff as she called it of Drag Race Queen of Drags um, so she we have a chat about that we have a chat about this episode so welcome to the podcast Aria Adams Aria Adams, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Germany. How have you been enjoying Canada's Drag Race? I believe you binged watched it all recently, right? Yes, I've seen every episode in the last two days. Um, at first, <laughs> when I heard of it and saw like a few clips, um, I was like, I'm not sure about this. Like the cast seemed very nice, like a lot of interesting queens on there. But I wasn't sure if it would still be like the original Drag Race feeling with yeah. um, the new judges. Yes. And now that I've seen it, I'm like, okay, they're doing a very good job. I love that they're like splitting the decisions um, amongst each other. Yeah. Um, but it's at times I feel like they're trying a little too hard to be like, the, like to give the yeah. RuPaul feeling. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And I think you even saw that with um, Michelle coming in in this episode. And uh-huh. a couple of times she was like, stop it. Just, just <laughs> calm down. <laughs> 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 yeah, she knows. She knows what she's doing. Like, I feel like when Michelle um, was on the on the show, um, it had like the original ch- uh, charm came back. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah and I think there's a point as well where Jeffrey was like, "I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what character she was channeling." And Michelle was like, "She was a slut." <laughs> <laughs> Very straightforward. <laughs> exactly. So you were in final three of Queen of Drags, which was like the the German drag TV show. The knockoff version. version. (laughs) The littler Aldi version. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I think it probably started as a drag race concept, but I mean, other than that it's a televised drag show, it's totally different, right? Yeah, totally. Um, I, I think the production told us they wanted to get like the rights to do like an official drag race Germany thing. Um, but rumor has it that RuPaul said she doesn't want us to be seen as boys so much. She wanted to stick to the original concept. Since uh, on Queen of Drags, we got filmed living with each other in this big mansion and all that stuff, like all the behind the scenes footage. Um, and RuPaul didn't want that. She, someone said, she said, um, like, I want my girls to be girls and not boys. That's supposedly what she said <laughs> so okay. um yeah then they changed the concept they got Heidi Klum Conchita Vorst and uh, Bill Cowlitz on board and um yeah there was uh, a little bit of a discussion if Heidi was the right person for the job but um I think she did she did okay it was very cute I, I I've, I've watched it all um, I mean I speak some German I didn't understand it all mm-hmm. I definitely there was a lot of time in the house in the first couple of episodes mm-hmm. and that's probably the parts I understood the least because of you know, dialect and quick mm-hmm. talking but I do remember at one point they were like the queens sit down and play some board games and I was like okay come on I'm here for some drag <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see snakes and ladders you know <laughs> yeah they mix a lot of um, like the uh, Germany's next top model thing that Heidi does every year mm-hmm. when they film all these basic girls living in a mansion um, they mixed that a lot with the drag thing yeah. um, mm. 
I've heard that the next season's gonna be more focused on the drag and not the personal stuff, which I think is great. The people want to see what's happening on the stage in drag that's way more interesting than us having breakfast, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then each week there's a lip sync before, like everyone does a lip sync number to a song, I presume you get to choose. Uh, and there's normally a theme to the style of the costume and the style of the performance as well. So that's kind of how what, what the different challenges are, right? Mm-hmm. And then the judges, kind of similar to Drag Race Canada allocate a certain amount of points and then whoever gets the most points is the winner of the week Mm -hmm. well let me start off with saying the judging method like the the points and uh, all this stuff didn't make sense at all like every week it was so random they I I don't know maybe I I come on stage do my thing they give me a really great critique they say oh we love this this was great and then in the end area one point (laughs) like it was (laughs) What they said didn't make sense with the points they were giving out. It was a hot mess. Okay. Yeah. So you can kind of relate to the Canadian queens then in this regard because it seems like that's part of what's happening here. Basically the same thing. Yeah, because I was watching it being like, okay, so Michelle and Rue, ultimately they want to laugh. That's what you get the most points for. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Queen of Drags, you seem to have to dance. That was the, the best dancer got the most points most of the time. That's what it seemed to me as a viewer. I don't know if it was the same for you. Well, uh, the winner, her name's Yonce Banks, um, is a great friend of mine. Um, she did a dance number every week with a lot of um, background dancers and all that stuff yeah. because because that's her, she was a great dancer. That's her thing. The, she really wants to give that um, Beyonce vibe on stage, which is which is totally awesome. Um, and she won the whole thing uh, thing with doing a dance number every week. Uh, while I try to give like a new uh, perspective of my drag every week on stage, like something emotional, playing the piano, singing, which was not that great, but that's a different topic. <laughs> um, like trying to be funny and all that stuff. Um, and at the end, that might not have been what they've been looking for. I don't know. If Queen of Drags ever comes over here and you don't need to use a VPN and understand and do well in your German exam. <laughs> I would definitely recommend for people to watch it because, it, it, you know, once you see how also drag can be shown on television, it really does sort of, you know, it shows a different side of it. So I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. On to Drag Race Canada. So this is, this is episode nine. We were one away from the final and, you know, the queens come back into the workroom and it seems very competitive. Was that your experience on a drag show? Uh, that depends. Um, at times when uh, when you're with these people that you've been with for uh, so many weeks, um, it's more of a family feeling than like a competitive feeling, for me at least. Um, I'm sure there's going to be people who think totally different, but um, I don't know. Always depends on the situation. When the judges t- tell you again, like, oh, there's $100,000 on the line, then you're like, mm. oh, right, it's a competition after all. <laughs> so, <laughs> depends. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. They did seem to be, like, competitive, but, like, everyone did, seemed in a good mood, and it was laughing and joking. Right? Mm-hmm. So This week's mini challenge was to be involved in a screen test with Sabrina Jules, Jules, I think. And it seems to be more of an improv challenge. Did you enjoy the mini challenge? Oh, give me. Uh, I've seen so many episodes in, so, in such a short time. Help me out which mini challenge gotcha. was it. <laughs> so they uh, had to sing the national anthem. Oh, right. Oh, they were, oh, it was hilarious. Rita was my favorite in this one. Also, Jimbo was great too, but Rita did an amazing job, like mixing that classical singing in there with just making an ass of herself. It was mm. oh, hilarious. I loved it. I thought it was great. And she was such a good um, sort of judge to come on and she really sort of pushed them and she really got the most out of them. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I really enjoyed the mini challenge. I thought it was really fun. Um, I thought that that Jimbo and Rita really stood out for like the different characters that they they brought into it. Um, Mm. One thing I would say about Jimbo and this goes through kind of the whole of the episode is that he really relied on that kind of like slut girl like that's kind of been his go-to for mini challenges and even for some of the kind of mac like the the bigger challenges is like the massive tits kind of like i'm a big slag um so i was like it would have been fun to see maybe a different character um from from him but yeah i i think between the two of them it was very funny i i I thought bobo's was bobo was getting a very fortunate edit this week because they really needed to like hammer home her win but i didn't enjoy hers or priyanka's really at all i thought it was a clear cut rita and jimbo were really really funny 
and Priyanka kind of like faded into the background and I didn't really get what Bobo was doing with the like big massive purple lips and, and it just was all very messy. <laughs> yeah, was she trying to be a similar character to the the Moose Jaw pageant maybe that sort of nervous energy? That's kind of what I got. Oh yeah. The, well, the other thing I was, I was like, could they not have come up with a better pun name for it? Oh no, she better Canada. I was like, come on, guys. <laughs> can you, can you not? <laughs> it's not, it's yeah, not a better way you could try and play that together. <laughs> this week's challenge is the ball, one of the most iconic drag race challenges. And the three categories are CE Ho Executive Holiday, Icy Walk of Shame, and then Ice Queen Eleganza. Aria, which of those three looks do you think you'd like to do the most? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think the Ice Queen realness, like the um, creating a full look uh, regarding that theme, that would be, I would like that, I think. Like the CEO stuff is, um, I don't know. I feel like we've seen it a lot on Drag Race, like putting mm. on a suit, some pants, and that's basically it, like a short haircut. Um it's always a lot of the same, I feel like. Um, the second one was very funny, I think. It shows, like, a more mm-hmm. edgy side for, I don't know, queens that are a little bit more glamorous. You can, like, really make fun of yourself, which I'm totally a fan of. Um, mm. Yeah, but the the Ice Queen um, look was my favorite, I think, that I would love. Yeah, I think you could probably push it the yeah. furthest, possibly, yeah. out of the three, right? Yeah. Um, I'm just, was there much we want to talk about in the walkthrough with Stacey? Uh, I think she had a great line where she said, I'm a model, I wear clothes, I don't make them, which I thought was good. Uh, there was, yeah, I don't know, James, did you have anything you wanted to pick up here? Um, no, my the most hilarious thing was when uh, Priyanka was, when Jimbo was like, oh, have you not done apres ski? And Priyanka was like, that is white people behavior. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very funny. They all got kind of very sympathetic walkthroughs. It was all kind of like, tell us a bit of it. The one thing I did think, like, as I was saying before, um, Bobo was getting a very sympathetic edit in this episode. And I think that they really focused in on her community work and like Mm. kind of the work she does with kind of like promoting different styles of drags in her area. And I think it was kind of interesting because she has been kind of like floating along the the rest of the competition, not exactly, um, like not, not exactly kind of, going really far like not really winning and, and sort of a bit, bit more in the background so they need they knew they needed to really highlight why she was why she was in the competition so i think that this walkthrough was really good for her in showing that part of her um in showing that part of her her, her kind of her character yeah as well, there's also a really kind of touching story she tells later on about her mom and the abusive relationship she was in and how she kind of you know felt that she needed to protect her mom something you often hear about victims of abuse as well so of the cynical part of me was like, oh no, she's getting her emotional moment. That probably means she's going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was really glad to hear that. You know, we got to see a bit more of her vulnerable side, which we haven't seen in the last few months because it's mostly just been her complaining she hasn't won. Oh, that was the other, sorry. Okay. The other thing with Bobo in this that I thought was absolutely fucking hilarious was when Jimbo was trying to teach her what the concept of like cutting fabric was. Oh yeah. And she was like, you need four bits of fabric. So you cut the four bits of fabric out. And she's like, but I have one piece of fabric. <laughs> and it's like, no, this is, this is simple maths. One divided by four equals four. I just, I, I, I was like, how are you not understanding the concept of cutting fabric to make clothes? Do you think like, they're just like sewn this? Anyway, I thought that was very funny. Yeah, that was good. That was good as well. Coming into this episode, who was who would have been your favorite, and who would you thought have, would have done the best in this challenge? I, I, I hoped it would be Jimbo because I'm I was I'm a big fan of her. Um, I, like I feel like she's brought a new um, or maybe she brought something old back that I was missing the last few seasons on Drag Race, like the creativity, the edge, like her unique style without mm. being too polished. Mm. I really really like that. Reminded me a lot of Sharon Needles on her season. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was hoping she would do like the most creative thing, but I don't know. It f- meh. We'll we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo for you has been the one who's kind of been impressing you the most. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. And also, it was really excited to see Michelle on the runway. Like the fact that she got to say that bit, you know, she seemed really excited and that was really nice to see. Totally. I, I loved seeing her on the runway. I thought it was like super fun and great to see her kind of having that moment. I sort of wish that she'd, I sort of wish she'd gone a bit bigger with the outfit. Um, 
but now I heard from listening to Race Chaser podcast with um with Willem and Alaska, they're doing All Stars One at the moment, and um they were talking about how apparently there was an episode in that where she wore this like amazing gold outfit that like had this huge gold shoulders on it, and that basically RuPaul had a, a talk with her stylist and basically and and said if you want to keep doing this show, you have you can't ever upstage me again, and so I was wondering if like she was told. Like, you have to keep it simple. You know, that's why she's kind of having to do these, like, kind of, like, more muted pa- colour palettes and the less kind of, like, extravagant. And that's why she didn't come out in some kind of amazing RuPaul-esque gown. But actually, now that you think about it, most of the guest judges haven't been that high glamour, have they? No. The first category was executive, uh, CEO, executive holiday party. First up is um, Jimbo. In, you know, as you described there, a somewhat big golden outfit with big golden shoulders and then it reveals a sort of slutty meet me under the mistletoe outfit aria what are your thoughts i really like the um the blazer like the shape like michelle said was really great the over exaggerated shoulder pads really like that mm. um and then well the um I would have wished that the uh, the red color of the bra and the panties would have matched a little bit more. Yeah. It looks a tiny bit off. And also, I feel like we've seen the um, mistletoe in the crotch kind of thing fairly often by now. Yes. Um, but it's always good for a laugh. It's, it was fun. Um, I must say I'm not a big fan of Jimbo's wigs. No. They seem very messy very often. Like but This one's very messy, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's mm. very messy. Um. But uh, otherwise, I, I think it's still very on brand for her. It's very, um, yeah, it's got an edge to it. It was fun. Um, yeah, not the best on the runway, but I like, I liked it. It was okay. Her makeup isn't great either. I've se- I feel like we've seen worse. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, I think that she, um, a, a, with a lot of these, I'm going to say it, that a lot of the contestants came out of the gates really strong and, like, some of the runways in the first couple of weeks were just, like, blow your... Like, if you think back to, like, that hair runway that Jimbo did with the, like, dipped orange. Like, mm. like that that was so... And, like, her Celine Dion look as well. Like, it was, like, so perfect and so polished. That I felt actually across the board, a lot of these were just kind of a bit messy. Like, it looked like kind of you were getting to that point where you're, you're on the holiday and you're having to reach right down to the bottom of the suitcase and, like, you were pulling out the, like, crumpled up kind of stuff that hadn't been, like, ironed and was, like, a bit kind of, you know, wasn't your best looks. Um, I liked the the blazer. Um, I, I think that the mismatch between the panties and the bra kind of threw me off and then I didn't really love the... The mistletoe thing, because we've seen that like twice now on, on Drag Race. Because like I think both Derek Berry and maybe Courtney Act did a version of it. Um and I just was like, you know, yeah. Like I, I did I did probably I did like I liked the blazer an awful lot though. I thought it was really, really fun. It did sort of feel like a mini challenge look rather than a than a runway look, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh up next then was I can't remember the order, was it Priyanka next or Rita? The, the pictures well, aren't in order. Let's go with Priyanka. Okay, let's go with Priyanka next. Uh, this is her, you know, suit made out of a Christmas tree, which, you know, isn't the most glamorous thing I've ever seen, but she really sold the character. Oh, I loved this look. I loved this presentation. It was like, oh my God, Priyanka, you're amazing. It was like sort of like, overbearing mother who's really into the holidays and you know she, the, the woman who buys this thinks this is glamour and it's like and I love her for that <laughs> and I just thought like I, I thought the whole presentation was so fun and had so much energy and like I really I loved even the um the like little uh, gingerbread purse that she had her phone out for selfies I, I thought like I thought this was fab this is my favourite of these lo- these looks like overall I totally love it it's like it's so campy I, I'm a big fan of campy outfits Um, it looks like she fell into a cheap Christmas tree at Walmart and just walked right <laughs> out of the store <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. so great and the whole presentation on the runway like her um being so high energy it looks like she's a ceo that had a l- couple of glasses of wine too much it's uh it's so good love it <laughs> yeah she, she's like the fun boss who isn't fun after a few sherries at the christmas party right and you're like oh. exactly <laughs> yeah so rita bag is up next i think she probably took the most literal interpretation of the challenge um with her sort of power 
suit thing I don't know it's very hard to describe what it is it has the shoulder pads of a blazer but then has a long sort of coat tails on it um, but I think she also sold the character I thought the judges were a bit harsh on this I'm not sure I, don't hate me for this but she reminds me so much of the um, the fairy godmother from Shrek in this one yes oh, you know yes. what i mean <laughs> I, yes I, I was trying to think where it was and that is exactly the reference i was thinking of yes uh-huh it, like uh, i'm not sure about ceo but if it was like a shrek themed runway she would have won <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it, it's it's like porn ceo right like, oh that woman's important she's got a suit on <laughs> <laughs> Um, I didn't I didn't like this at all to be honest with you um, and again it's like the same thing with the Jimbo thing where it's like we've seen such strong looks from Rita um, and I like even say last week with the weird makeover thing it just it does feel like the kind of steam's running out of her wardrobe <laughs> yeah because yeah, I, I, I didn't really understand that I didn't it kind of looked like the other thing I thought I was thinking of is it, do you know like in Harry Potter was it your one Rita Skeeter the like um, the the like journalist, kind of, yeah, the journalist. Like it kind of had that look about it because it definitely, it definitely felt kind of like children's villain, children's TV kind of villain sort of um, look more so than a, than a CEO. And uh, so finally, then on this look is Scarlett, and I think what she said earlier on, uh, James, about kind of you know a lot, maybe a lot of these queens had sort of worn most of the good stuff already. I kind of feel Scarlett has kind of kept some of her best stuff for this in in quite a fortuitous manner. Yeah. I really liked this. I loved when she came in and she opened the present and she kicked it off off screen, and then she was like in this you know really well fitting newspaper you know tailored suit. I thought she looked great. Yeah. I'd agree. Um, I'm just Googling to remember something. First ladies. Uh, no, she, um, I, she she reminded me of Ivana Trump in, in, in First Wives Club. Like that little scene. Like she had that kind yeah. of same like hair and energy. And I, I actually, I really enjoyed it. What it had to do with holiday parties, I have no idea. Maybe those are like festive uh, news stories printed on the suit. But that's, <laughs> that's tenuous at best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the the, the present took us to festival, but I yeah. Do, yeah, it is is tenuous. If it wasn't for the present, I wouldn't, I would not have known that it was like holiday themed. Um, mm. Well, maybe if you give it an interpretation, um, she got drunk at the Christmas party and fell on the printer. Maybe something like that. <laughs> um, but I, I love the look in general. It's, it looks very great. Um, the little bling rhinestone uh, body underneath the jacket. Um, really like that little eye catcher. The hair looks very CEO. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm. it's a great look. Once upon a time, there was a podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network alongside Sissy That Pod called Fireside, a, a gorgeous storytelling podcast which you can go and listen to now. Support our local podcasters. That's what I say. Once upon a time. Fireside is the Irish storytelling podcast. Every week we breathe new life into old stories from folklore and mythology, from the mysterious landing of the old Celtic gods, to the epic wars fought by Cúchulainn and Queen Maeve, right down to the petty squabbles between headstrong mortals and roguish fairies. We already have a huge collection available with a new episode every Wednesday. This is not just a podcast for folklore fiends, but for anyone who enjoys a good story. And who doesn't love a good story? My name is Kevin C. Olan, and I am your host and your fireside bard. Wherever you are in the world, you can always join me by the fireside. Okay, next up then is the Apre, the Apre Ski, the Icy Walk of Shame. Uh, we'll keep to the same order, so Jimbo is up next. This, yeah, this for me was a bit of a hot mess with like Yeti meets Spice Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too, too sure what you think of this, to be very honest. Um, it's, it's a lot. Like, it's, yeah. it, it, like you said, it feels like she went through her uh, suitcase, like, oh my God, what am I going to wear for mm. this one? Um, don't have much left. I don't know. Even like, I, I really have no words. <laughs> I, I think if I, if I saw, 
If I saw someone at like Love Sensation, which is a big LGBT music festival here in Ireland, wearing this outfit, or like at Glastonbury or Coachella or any of those people, I would be like, oh my God, this is amazing, spectacular. Yeah, but it just, also would have been far too warm for any of those festivals. Well, it, it, yes, it, it, it definitely would have been. But I, I would have I would have absolutely died for it. I thought it would, it, it would have been amazing. And there's elements of it that I really like. Like I love the big chunky shoes and I, I really like that mint green coat. But again, like with the wigs, like there's been a lot of just like flat unstyled wigs just hanging down. Um, and... The makeup gets like Jimbo's makeup got progressively like more rusty as <laughs> as we moved through the the three pre- presentations. <laughs> I don't, from, to be for as, me, as, as reasoned as it can be. <laughs> for me, walk of shame implies you've had sex, right? Is that just me, or is it? No, just that drunk? is yeah, that is. Yeah. I'm just I'm just looking at Jimbo now, and I'm like, you know. She did not go out and bang last night. Like she, you know how? Like what was she wearing? Like yeah, I just I don't see that from her either. I don't see. I just see you know somebody. The only shame is that she dressed herself in the dark. Like that's all I'm getting. <laughs> Priyanka and her walk of shame, where she kind of had a what, what sort of jacket would you call it? So I got a furry jacket tied tightly with a maple leaf, um, and then again her characterization. In this was great. Like I have friends look exactly like that when they're drunk and they're just staggering to get chips at two in the morning do you know i thought this was great yeah uh, yeah no i i loved it right like every single detail of this was brilliant right down to kind of like the hair is an absolute mess but like kind of you're drunk and you don't realize so you're like delicately trying to fix it like you're kind of like thinking like, oh i can just and you can tell it was nice at one point <laughs> yes <clears throat> unlike jimbo's wig in the last round which you know <laughs> <laughs> That's actually Jimbo's best wig. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I think the look, um, I think it's very good. Um, it would also make sense if she wouldn't wear it for like um, a, uh, the Walk of Shame runway. It could also be a look on its own. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, like a skiing runway theme, um, just something wintery. Um, it's very good. Like, uh, it makes sense with the messy hair, the... Um, the hat on top it's something every white girl would wear when they're at an apres kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) and also like i quite like the idea of a walk of shame being like you go out wearing you know nothing but a dress but obviously you haven't planned for the cold of the next morning so you borrow whoever you hook up with's jacket and you manage to still kind of look good (laughs) that's kind of what i'm getting from this so i quite liked it uh rita then is up next i thought this was a really interesting character i think she did it well i don't necessarily get apres keyed not at all um it looks like i don't know 1950s berlin that's what i'm getting from this one like these kind of jackets and pants were the shit at that time um i get that like she's having that l on her forehead for um like i don't know that's her walk of shame kind of thing because somebody drew it on her when she was passed out drunk probably um but oh Overall, I don't know. She looks like a, a very messy Charlie Chaplin, <laughs> I think. <Yes. laughs> I mean, I definitely get ski from it. I get apres ski. I yeah. don't get walk of shame, really. No. Like, it doesn't look like somebody, Joe, who stayed over in someone's house. Maybe, like, just no. fell asleep on the bar floor. No, yeah, it, it does. It looks very much like someone who passed out on the bar floor and someone took a scissors to their hair and a, and a marker to their face. Um, and those, th- this style, it, it obviously, if it was if it was taking Berlin by storm or, or East Berlin by storm in the, uh, in, in the 50s, it managed to arrive in Ireland in like the 1980s when those kind of like... Those I would of, say '90s when well, it's all rave culture and stuff. '90s when those like yeah. shell tracksuits really wear wear everything. So it does kind of have a look of that sort of. Um, you see a lot of people like walking around supermarkets, like older people walking around supermarkets wearing them. <laughs> if she had a trolley in front of her now, uh, I'd um, I'd I, I'd I'd buy this look. Finally, then is Scarlet Bobo, who I feel made it turned it from walk of shame to stride of pride. Like this is the girl who went out, she got what she wanted and she is proud of it she is she is striding home early in the morning i thought she looked sexy i thought she looked cold i think ticked all the boxes big thumbs up 
<laughs> the two boxes, sexy and cold. <laughs> Icy walk of shame, sexy and cold. <laughs> for me personally, I think it's a little bit too glamorous. Um, if it wasn't for the smudged makeup under the eyes, I would not have known that it's supposed to be a walk of shame. Mm-hmm. It looks more like she got stuck outside during winter and froze to death, probably. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the frozen hair, the, the scarf that looked like it, it, it froze in the wind. Um, it's it's too polished, I think. For a walk of shame. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to ask, like, the icicles, you know, if somebody had those icicles, they'd probably be dead. But I'm like, it's, you know, it, it's drag. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Like, I, I think it was, yeah, like, it doesn't really convey sort of someone who was drunk getting up and kind of, like, sneaking out and heading home. Like, it is, like, it's very polished and, like, the, the like, it's, it's a fun look. It is kind of like a frozen to death look rather than a, um, rather than, like, an, a, a walk of shame look. But, it does look like it's it's the best look in this category, I would have said, um, but probably not actually meeting what the category is. Uh, okay, the third category then was Ice Queen Eleganza. First up is Jimbo. <sighs> um, I liked the headpiece if it had stayed on. After that, not loving it. Yeah, it it was sort of like the, sort of some sort of like. Um, over-ambitious national school teacher decided that they were going to do a stage interpretation of the line, the witch in the wardrobe for, <laughs> for their, their Christmas play and just like went into deals and, and bought a load of crap to, to, to stick together. Like, I think it's like, I think that one thing that frustrates me sometimes with drag race is that when like so much work goes into the creation of something, it kind of gets overlooked if the thing itself doesn't end up looking amazing. So clearly this is a professionally produced garment by a person who knows what they're doing when it comes to making clothes. When it all came together, it doesn't look amazing, but there's a lot of really great things in it. And like the way it fits looks really, really like really good. And like even the, the design with the, um, with the, like the, whatever that netting is on the front, like looks really good. And even I like the idea of that kind of like long kind of, you know, the, the long kind of like slightly curlyish wig and, the kind of icy make ice queen makeup like I, I i think it all looks i don't know i think maybe there was too many ideas and that meant that some of them weren't done executed particularly well and i feel sorry for her for that because she's had such a, had such a strong run and this is technically such a good garment it just doesn't it just hasn't come together in the last minute for her mm-hmm what's what's bothering me about this is i think the hair is in the way it looks it makes it looks it makes it look very messy i think um, if it would have been like very, very slick, white, long hair going down the back, maybe that would have elevated the look already. Um, but like this, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. It looks sort of like the white queen from Narnia on acid, probably. Yes. <laughs> but like, it, it's kind of trashy. Like you're mixing royalty with trash in, in a way that kind of doesn't really work. Like that kind of looks like... You know, somebody who's been on a few reality shows and has got a bit of plastic surgery done and doesn't have a high taste level, but they're trying to do a photo shoot as a queen. And you're just like, these are two worlds that shouldn't shouldn't match. But I agree with you, Jim. Uh, I, I always called you Jimbo. Uh, I agree with you, James, that, I mean, from great sewing skills, lacks in the concept. And that's kind of what you need to sell, right? Is the yeah. Concept. Yeah, Priyanka is next. Um, you know, the whole episode was kind of building up to all I'm doing is starting a corset and putting six up in a corset. Hope it's okay. Um, and I think for a corset, it was good. I think that from the tits up, this was spectacular, but that the actual garment produced was like sort of I don't know. I I, I didn't really like it at all. Um, I don't did like that like paper kind of skirt thing I didn't didn't really work for me just seemed to get in the way um and then even just like the stuff stuck on the on the, the on the courses like it didn't seem to have like there was there wasn't a lot of design to it or something it was just kind of bits and pieces stuck on um so like her face her hair the details on the shoulders like gorgeous absolutely beautiful but then I, I think that the actual outfit itself let itself let less let her down um, I think it's lucky that she had two other really strong looks for the ones she was able to bring from home when we get to like the judging. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm totally with that, uh, with you on that. Um, like from the waist upwards, it's great. Love the hair, love the makeup. Um, yeah, but 
another thing that we've seen plenty of times on Drag Race, just a corset or a bodysuit with hot glued stuff on yeah. it. Um, the skirt um, is meh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she would have done like. Do you do you remember the uh, the cage skirt that Aja wore on her season for yeah. the uh, for, for her fire themed runway? If she did it like all the way around with the length to her knees and maybe some I don't know more stuff on it, so it's like a real skirt, not not this, not just the cage thingy, that would have made more sense. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Um, definitely, yeah, t- definitely it, too much leg for a queen. Too much like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I felt like um the the skirt was probably an addition when she was like, Oh shit, Michelle Visage is on, <laughs> on the judging panel. <laughs> if I go out there without some other kind of an element, I'm gonna be red for filth, so I'm gonna take ten minutes to like glue this paper thing together. <laughs> it's a piece of fabric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rita Baga then, and I think like in this picture that we're looking at on the Candace Drag Race Instagram page, it looks really, really strong. And the issue with this look, I felt, is as soon as it started to move, I lost my, my, its conviction. And especially since she has to lip sync in it, by the end of it, I was like, oh, that's pretty bad. But now seeing it again, purely in a still, I think it's great. So I don't really know where I land with it. They really hit a great uh, great angle on this photo. Yeah. Um, as you said, when she started walking, it looked very boxy. I felt like... Um, on the uh, on the ankles it should have been tighter so it was more of a, a like female silhouette um the waist should have been a little bit more cinched i think but again from the chest upwards it's it looks very good like mm-hmm. the uh, the asymmetrical um thingy on the chest is very well done the headpiece uh looks a little bit like a mutated unicorn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But like the, the but flower again, detail is great. Whoever she did those flowers across yeah, the chest, it looked, yeah. they look really, yeah. really high yeah. quality. Yeah. No, I, I felt that she, in like from photographs of this, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And like kind of the thing I was giving out about Priyanka about was like how everything just felt like it was like literally just like, like she had just gotten some glue and just rolled her thing in a load of like Christmas decorations. It feels like everything is very deliberately placed on on the on on the thing that that Rita's produced and even then with the crown and it all it kind of comes together it has like a it, it's a very sort of strong powerful look but then once it starts moving it you you see that you see where it's less strong <laughs> but I, I, I really that... liked her and I loved her, I loved her makeup there's there was something so kind of like powerful about the like the way with the with the, the crown thing it like it all just looked so sort of um like regal like evil queen yeah, I think she definitely had the best queen look out of the ball. Yeah. Finally, then the final look then is Scarlet, and I liked it. However, is it not just as simple as a corset? And I feel the judges didn't say that, or at least they didn't say it in the bits of the episode we got to see. Um, no, I, I mean they obviously gave her an awful lot of um kudos, if that's the right word, for uh for making that cape thing, um. She is the cape not the easiest thing to make though like well it you you understand what you need to do is you need to get one piece of fabric and then you, you need to <laughs> you need to cut it into into four uh, four pieces of fabric but, I, but I have one piece of fabric here <laughs> um, um what, what I found is like so this sort of warrior princess kind of thing it, like it gets done quite a bit with like these these drag race challenges because I suppose it is you know it's a, it's an easy thing to put together and I'd say like when when I was looking at it I was thinking very much of say like April Carrion's the Duck Dynasty one and Sonique's Gone with the Windows one and I was like both of them were nicer than this yeah <laughs> so um, and like I, I I thought that she looked like I I think that she definitely was the like her overall look was the best of the this category hands down it moved really well her makeup looked amazing the hair everything was really great but like you know it's still like i, I think you know what what it is actually and and i sort of i had like i wanted that wow moment and i have and i've gotten it with like every other runway on drag race canada has been so strong and like really I've, I've had moments where i was blown away like i think back to like priyanka's um celine dion look or that hair look that jimbo had and it's like you you literally were gagged and then it's like this it's it's just been a whole lot of like oh yeah oh, grand oh yeah there you go mm. 
I, I think that's what it was. I was waiting to like be blown away by something, and I and I don't think I was. Um, I, I think it's great. Um, yeah, the the cape is the whole the whole point of this outfit. I think it would be it wouldn't work without it. Um, yeah, love the hair, love the makeup. Very uh, very warrior ice queen. As you as you said, it's it's been done before. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> 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 uh, so if you were the sole judge Aria who would you make let win and who would you put in the bottom two ah, this is so hard um, I I think Priyanka would have won still the first two looks were just great the third one was not that amazing but still uh, overall she was my favourite Um I think I have to agree with Jimbo being in the bottom. Um, yeah, it, this is a really tough one. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't make my mind up. It's uh, I, if if I had the choice, I would not have sent anyone home in this one. Um, but um, yeah. So Jimbo in the bottom, and then either Scarlett or Rita. Yeah, I really can't decide between those two. James, see, I actually think that the judges like while there was a a, you know we go on a wild and creative journey with those judges critiques and and like kind of you know they 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 really give some contradictory statements but i do think they probably got it right and that i think overall scarlet bobo across the three looks if we're weighting the ice cream one as like the most important because it's what they have to make sense like she probably deserved to win and Priyanka's first two looks really couldn't have her put in the bottom so like she had to be safe so you kind of had to have like Rita and 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 Jimbo against each other and I think what's, what's like I, I there's been a couple of lip syncs this season where it's like oh that like should have been a, like last week's one I felt should have been a double chante I thought it was like that lemon performance was amazing and like I think that both of them could have stayed and then you could have had five queens this week and then you know, gone into like a four person, gone into like a four person finale. But then I just think that the the fact that we ended up with the two queens who could barely move, having to lip sync to a really upbeat, high tempo Tegan and Sarah song meant that you probably weren't in a position where you could pre- present it as like, oh my God, that was spectacular. You're both staying. I, I, it was, it was, yeah, I think it was unfortunate that both Jimbo and, and Rita did deserve to be in the bottom of this week. And yeah, it is sad. <laughs> Probably could have been a double uh, Chante, but two different song. Maybe something slow, something emotional that yeah. could have made sense. But like this, uh, I was hoping it would be a double Chante, but meh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, there has been a, quite a few opportunities for double Chante, I felt, this season. And the fact that they didn't happen, I felt it was never going to happen for like a production reason or whatever. I kind of felt... You know, for some challenges, it doesn't really matter. Like this challenge, for example, you could have an extra person because all it is is extra fabric. Whereas something like next week's challenge where they have to write a verse for a song, you know, you can't add an extra fourth person into a song that you haven't already given them time for. So I think, you know, this was always going to have to be one person goes home. And I think they were unfortunate that it was kind of two of the biggest contenders track record wise or, you know, fan wise that ended up on the bottom. So one of them had to go home. Uh, but before we get there, <clears throat> I'm sorry, yeah, I do. Agree. I think the judges did get it get it right uh, this week as well um the untucked moment again jimbo jimbo seems to be getting more bitter and bitter as the contest goes on <laughs> he goes for priyanka this time well and then priyanka, priyanka was kicked. pissed she was drunk <laughs> <laughs> how many times did we see her with the two straws in her mouth like i think about six or seven <laughs> Um, l- let me say this. I I get the frustration. Um, like when you feel like you're doing your best and it doesn't, um, the judges don't see that or they don't give you the props that you deserve. Um, I get that you tend to get frustrated and maybe let it out on people that don't necessarily deserve it in that moment. Um, maybe Priyanka was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the wrong place with her two cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> Whose cocktail was she drinking? <laughs> maybe they were afraid to let Jimbo drink. <laughs> uh, we, we actually heard from the producers as well for the, for the first time in a while. They're like, we're cutting you off. Um, what, I, what I did think was interesting, and I was trying to decide if this is just because like the tensions are so high and you were at a point where kind of you knew that like putting a, putting a, a, a foot out of place could end up kind of like really impacting 
reacting negatively or whether it was just like a, a, a reverence for Michelle Visage. But when the judges were giving their critiques on the runway, Jimbo, who would normally kind of snap back about sort of negative critiques, really just was like, yep, yeah, that's fine. Okay, yep, yeah, cool. I hear you. Yep, yeah, that's grand. Perfect. Which I thought was was very interesting because usually mm. when he gets even like the hint of a negative critique, he's like, how the fuck? dare you (laughs) (laughs) I I think that's because you know if he would talk back to Michelle she would whoop his ass (laughs) (laughs) they also got an opportunity to speak to their younger selves which is a bit I always quite liked in the show which they haven't done too often last time they did was All Stars 4 if I'm right oh god I hate it it's like being like hit over the head with like emotion like un- just like it was very like it, it you could see like you could literally see the queen's faces like dropping when those pictures started being pulled out and it was like oh god we have to do this because it would just be like it sort of like oh it would just be horrible and you, like oh god no i hate this and i i feel so sorry for them having to do it like really ma- mainly i feel so sorry for these queens having to do this because it's like literally a case of, hi, uh, do you know all that like emotional baggage you've been working for the past however many years to like beat down into, now here you are and it's going to be the reason you do or don't get $100,000. Make us cry. <laughs> <laughs> do you hate it as a viewer or do you hate it as uh, someone with compassion? I hate it as a viewer because I, I feel so awkward for the people being forced to participate in it. So... I like, kind of like it. Know. I like, you know... Yeah, you know, share your story. <laughs> Thirty seconds, go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you have done though, Arya, if if Heidi Klum had like pulled out a, a little photograph of young you and been like, "Give us your heart and soul." <laughs> Well, there, there's been a moment that was sort of similar to that. Um, <laughs> they put us in front of a camera and were like, you have three minutes to say whatever you want, pour your heart out to uh, the entire nation, say whatever you want. Um, and we sort of got messages like these across, like talking about how it was being younger and all that stuff. Um, everyone mm. cried. Um, but, <laughs> but but we weren't forced to. We had the choice to do it or not do it. And I think that's the point in this one. When they're like, okay, you have to say something now. Um, it's like, I don't know what I would have done. I would be like, uh, uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. You will get hotter in the future because you're an ugly <laughs> kid. But uh, things will get better. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so awkward. Yeah, because somebody didn't do it. Isn't that right? Is it, was it Bambi? Bambi or? didn't do it, yeah. Which is totally yeah. fine. She, it was a lot in that moment. Um, but yeah, if they would have forced her, she probably just would have choked and cried and mm-hmm. nobody wants to see that. Did the right person win the lip sync, do you think? Can we just talk about the lip sync for one second? Please. This is the lip sync portion of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> but no. What were the judges watching versus what we were being shown? Because, like, literally, we were, like, we, we would see, like, Jimbo awkwardly gyrate while trying to hold the crown on his head. And then it would, like, cut to Michelle Visage, who'd be, like, losing her fucking mind, screaming, like, yes! <laughs> and it's, like, cut back to, like, Rita, who's kind of, like, still there ten minutes later trying to cut through the fabric. <laughs> That scissors really ruined the illusion, didn't it? It was like proper, you know, like arts and crafts scissors whipped out of this like elegant Crayola realness. Yeah. I, think, I think there's two options. Either Michelle started screaming like that when uh, Rita managed to finally cut her dress open. Yeah. Or she screamed because Jimbo made a crown reveal to have the exact same one underneath it again. Honestly, I was like, this is the thing that the, like I, I wasn't sure because... Jimbo had to have known that he was going to be in the the bottom for the, the going back out there. So whatever like elaborate pin structure you've got going on in that crown, like use the time in untucked to get it out and then have it sitting on your head for the walk back down the runway and like be holding it while you're standing there so that the minute they say lip sync for your life, you can tear it off and then you aren't 
<laughs> you don't have to because that that song like I, I I feel like the producers not only have they done Rita and Jimbo dirty with this they've also done Tegan and Sarah dirty who do not they deserve a better lip sync I think what Jimbo should have done is went back put another wig underneath his wig let the crown fall off his head pull the wig with it and then he has another wig underneath I mean, it yes. you know it's an accident accidental wig reveal that would have been much better the editing saved her in this one, I think, because I've I've done that before, cutting a, a dress on stage, and when she was like ripping on it and stuff, that must have taken forever. <laughs> she felt like an hour. She probably stood there for almost half of the song. I I have no idea how she won that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I, th- I I think that they they mismatched, and like I feel like they probably could have changed up the song when they saw what the two of them were wearing, um, because it would have been like it could have been like quite like if they'd had more of a like stand in one place kind of just you know stand and deliver style lip sync with both of those outfits, it actually probably could have been like really quite powerful. But then like it just was like yeah. It was like a play school gone wrong. The whole thing, just like everything flying all over the place. And like Jimbo awkwardly having to support the crown for the entire, like... Rita's breastplate was down around her belly button by the end of it as well. (laughs) (laughs) I I think the the producers were just a shady bunch of bitches when they knew (laughs) they were to lip sync -sync in those gowns. And they were like, I can't wait to see how this turns out. It's going to be an interesting finale. And I like that they got a well-known song from RuPaul as well. Like, You Wear It Well. It's one we all know rather than one of the, the dregs of the back catalog. Yeah, no, absolutely. They could, like, do, redo the cha-cha to the moon. Because um, I can't remember now, actually, because it's completely gone out of my head if they said who like, the guest judge is next week or is it just family? Oh, Tracy Melcher. Oh, my God. That's why I forgot. I... Canada's best squirrel friend. Honestly, Stop. Just stop! Stop trying to make Tracy Bell. We were rooting happen. for you. We were all rooting for you. But on, like, I mean, why not have Michelle Visage there for the finale? That's what I would like. So we'll be back, obviously, next week to wrap up the finale, which we were excited about. Also, on Wednesday, we have a mini episode coming on the hit HBO show We're Here, which is kind of like drag drag race meets queer eye with Shangela Bob and Eureka so stay tuned for that meanwhile head over to Instagram at ccthatpod give us a like make sure you follow Aria Adams at Aria underscore Adams and yeah give us an old review on Apple Podcasts because yeah. apparently get it in there most the most of our audience listen on that so I mean everyone listen on that just click over while there you're, li- while you're listening to the episode just go there and write mm. love this we're not yeah. above being desperate apparently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can write that in your review as well like the podcast a bit desperate <laughs> okay we'll talk to you next week have a good weekend bye, bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.